the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woo! It's Friday night. Yeah, it's Friday night. Not just any Friday night, though. It's St. Patty's Day. Hopefully you guys are out keeping it safe, but enjoying yourself. And if you miss any of tonight's show, because you're going to skedaddle and go enjoy the rest of your St. Patty's Day, don't forget you can download the podcast and listen to it anytime. Email me. And if you're showing your St. Patty's Day spirit, let us know. I doubt you can outdo Mike Gallagher. Yeah, I doubt so. He What a great rendition of Danny Boy we played at the top of the hour. Email me at andreakshow.com. Our 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. Feel free to call us there. Topics, ideas, topic suggestions, guest ideas, anything you want to share, any comments, corrections. We have people calling up and saying, hey, AK, you were wrong here. That doesn't happen very often. Oh, that's like point oh 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 one percent Because y'all know I'm never wrong, right? Speaking of being right is um, we, we've had so much talk this week about Second Amendment rights and Joe Biden with his executive order on, you know, wanting to get as, quote, as close as he can to uh, national uh, back, uh, universal background checks. Hey, without, in Kentucky. Yeah, without le- without uh, legislation, uh, there was that executive order. We had um, uh, we had Michael Schwartz from San Diego County gun owners on. He said that he felt like that was really maybe more just about messaging. He couldn't find any real teeth to that. But you know that they're always going to be coming up with some way to try to advance the attack on our guns. And Kentucky came out and said they they passed a bill in Kentucky to that their state is not going to cooperate and no sheriff and no law enforcement is allowed actually in the state, according to this bill, to cooperate with any federal uh, gun control laws that do not uh, jive with the state. And that reminded us of Sheriff Songer, who was on the show a while back. Let me refresh y'all's memory to Sheriff Songer. He uh, currently oversees 20 deputies, 12 corrections, 7 support staff, 200 volunteers and more. He's up at Clickitat County Sheriff's Office up in Washington State. Um, he has been in the law enforcement biz for 51 years, including his, the fact that he's got a Master of Science in Criminal Justice. He also attended the FBI, Nash, completed the FBI National Academy in Quantico. This He's been, he, he was given all kinds of awards, one from Sheriff Richard Mack. I mean, I could go on and on and on about Sheriff Songer, and I'm pleased and honored to have him back on the show tonight with us. Hey, Sheriff Songer, thank you for being back on the Andrea K Show. 
Well, thank you for having me. So um, we just loved you. We had you on a while back because there was some stuff, some word that ATF agents were going around without search warrants and trying to snatch up people's guns. And you issued a statement at the time saying if they made any surprise home visits and they didn't have a search warrant, that people needed to just pick up the phone and call you and you'd handle it. Update us on what's going on in your area with ATF. Yeah, for anything related to people trying to, the government trying to come after guns. Oh, do you have a date? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is bad in this blue state of Washington, let me tell you. However, I am proud of my fellow sheriffs throughout the state. The Sheriff's Association came out and uh, indicated that they would not support or enforce the governor's new ban on assault weapons. And there are about four bills that they've submitted in the legislature. And it appears that they'll probably end up banding assault weapons, unfortunately. Uh, it's not looking good. But, uh, no, the, the bottom line is the governor and where they get upset, sheriffs are a fly in the ointment. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, sheriffs are elected by the people. That means their only boss is the people. Their boss is not uh, the governor, not the attorney general, and they are not um, county commissioners or any of them the boss. But the problem is standing up against uh, uh, Governor Inslee, in our case, in the state of Washington, uh, he makes all these uh, dictates to uh, uh, state of emergency deals. And just give you a kind of example of where they're going with this. Uh, in sec- a new section they put in there, the legislature finds and declares that gun violence is a threat to the public health and safety of Washingtonians. Now, that little phrase right there can give our governor the ability to um, declare a state of emergency because of this gun violence. And where do you go from there? Does that mean that people have to turn their firearms in? Uh, or they come to your door and knock on your door to get your firearms. Um, it's unclear, but by using that statement in each one of these pieces of legislation tells me that they're setting it up where the governor could declare a state of emergency because of gun violence. They don't seem to have a problem with fentanyl in our, in our state right. or, or any of the other crimes that occur, but uh, they want to take the hardworking, honest citizen gun rights away from them, which they're entitled to under the Constitution and the Second Amendment, uh, God-given rights. And uh, I've stood up against the governor before, and I will continue to stand up against overreaching government. Uh, and I might mention, uh, get carried away here, get off my stump, but... No, keep going. I love it. I could hand my whole show over to you. I feel like I should just go give myself a manicure and let you keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, really, an elected sheriff's job is not only to throw bad guys in jail, and we hope we do a fair job at that. We try, Mm -hmm. and that's even difficult with some of the new laws that handcuff Mm -hmm. the police with. Oh, yeah. But, but... The real job of a sheriff, primary job of a sheriff, is to intervene when government is overstepping and violating people's God-given constitutional rights and liberties. 
That's a sheriff's job. He's elected by the people. He owes he owes nothing to the governor. The governor is not his boss, nor is the county commissioners or the state attorney general, although they'd love to be, but they're not by statute, by constitution. Uh, so, uh, and I'm not the only sheriff. I mean, I'm not trying to say that. I'm the only one that stands up because we have some very good sheriffs in this state that believe what I believe. And, uh, and I'm working on the advisory board with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association so that we can reach out to sheriffs that don't understand their real role as an elected sheriff. They're a constitutional sheriff, which means they protect citizens' rights and God-given rights. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because the average American doesn't know that. They don't really know the difference between the sheriff and the sheriff's department versus the police and the police department, right? Exactly. They think they think the sheriffs are really the ones who are maybe in the outlying areas, like in the county versus the city. They seem to think that that's the only difference between the two institutions, but it's not. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, when Seattle had the riots going there, or you had Portland having the riots going in Oregon, uh, this, the city uh, mayors and city council told the police to stand down. And I've made it very clear in our uh, town, in our county, Klickadak County, uh, you have the city of Goldendale, Benjamin White Salmon. They're the incorporated cities, and they have their own police departments. And if we had a riot with Black Lives Matter or Antifa, because they're the ones that are doing most of the rioting, by the way. Mm-hmm. If we had a had a riot going on, they were burning cars and breaking windows and stuff, and the city police were told to stand down, this county sheriff would go in there and shut it down. And if that means people going to jail, they damn well would go to jail. Good. That's the way it should be. Right. You just must have seen we're talking to Sheriff Songer from uh, Klickitat County in Washington State over the course of your career. You've you've witnessed a lot of issues it, uh, around the country. Probably like you probably remember the Watts riots and just a, a, oh, yeah. a, all, yeah. all, I mean we've had issues where uh, uh, of crime and and protest and you know uprisings and stuff. But just the crime wave in general across this country right now. A- am I wrong to think that it's reached the highest levels it, 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 in in America? No, you're spot on. Um, actually, I've got about 53 years in law enforcement, and I can tell you, in my entire career, I have never seen this country so divided. And uh, and it, it, all you got to do is listen to Biden, and then he divides this country every mm-hmm. day, and he's yes. stumbling around trying to speak. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing is, uh, what they want, and they don't even make it a secret anymore. They indoctrinate college kids in, in the high school and great uh, middle uh, school kids. They indoctrinate them into this woke crap mm-hmm. about uh, whether they're a boy or whether they're a girl. girl. I think God made that decision. But yes. nevertheless, um, that's where they want to go. And they even Bernie Sanders, uh, when uh, he's campaigning, there's a guy that's a communist. I mean, he believes in communist uh, rule, and they come out now and they want one world order, right? One yeah. world order, and, uh, and which turns it into Marxist and, and, and dictatorship. Any places that have gone to that usually ends up with a dictator. And uh, we got to stand up, and people need to stand up and not be bullied around by these far-left idiots. 
because uh, <laughs> they'll shell this they'll shell this country down the toilet the yeah. toilet in a minute. Uh, yeah, they don't care. And the crime wave, the the like we've got here in California, where <clears throat> uh, they you know Gavin Newsom just decides you know they're just nobody's going to be prosecuted for stealing under a thousand dollars worth of stuff. So of course that just led to smashing grabs and people you know gangs of teenagers and whatever running into stores and just stealing. I mean you've got business owners that are like I just can't keep my store open because you know um, I mean just the the crime wave. So we, and then we've got. Um, no cash bail going on in the country. Um, people just, you know, uh, I mean, the attacks that we've seen across the country on the elderly and on, on on people of all types, you know, by somebody. And then they're just put right back out on the street after violent attacks of people on the subway. To me, this is part of the Marxist wanting to, you know, create anarchy in the streets. They wanted, you know, they want to declare parents as domestic violence extremists and people roam in the Capitol as domestic violence extremists while Antifa just broke in. I, I think it might it might have even been in Washington. No, it was at UC Davis where Charlie Kirk was speaking this week. And Antifa's breaking through windows to come in, and the Department of Justice does nothing about it. To me, the crime no, wave is all by design in this country, in my opinion. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're spot on. In fact, uh, Garland, who's a complete idiot, uh, our U.S. attorney, yep. uh, he sent out a memo. He wanted the FBI which there's a lot of good agents, don't get me wrong. And in fact, I was honored to go through their academy, uh, a national academy. But uh, but he wanted the FBI to partner up with local law enforcement officials, attend school board meetings, and spy on the parents because they could be domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not... <laughs> so I wrote him a letter, and I told him basically, uh, the FBI can stay out of our county if there's any threats. Uh, we'll take care of it. And besides that, it's the parents' constitutional right under the First Amendment to demonstrate peacefully. Mm-hmm. And just because they just because they raise their voice because they're upset doesn't make them con- uh, terrorists. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure when he got that letter, uh, his staffers probably seen it before he did and threw it in the garbage can. But. Anyway, uh, I felt better about sending it. So, well, I'm glad uh, you did because it it's meaningful. And yeah, his staff probably did read it and threw it away because they don't want him to know that there's any right. opposition out there. And um, and and it's interesting because what they tried to say about those parents was it's it's about criminalizing thought and criminalizing speech. They tried to say that it was unsafe for these school boards for these parents to come and speak up. That the way they were speaking was threatening, and so you can it, it doesn't take you know Kreskin or anybody to figure out. You don't have to be a genius to figure out that the left is trying to you know um, they're they're trying they're rewarding while they're rewarding Antifa and like in Washington Chaz. I mean, was anybody ever arrested for for seizing control of Chaz, the uh, autonomous zone. That's the real insurrection. Meanwhile, they, they're free to do what burn down buildings and and lock people into buildings and try to set it on fire in government buildings. That's okay, um, but it's not okay for a parent to go and speak up you know, at school board meetings. And what we need, Sheriff Songer, is we need more people like you and law enforcement and elected officials to be speaking up and pushing back and, and recognizing and understanding that this is about a tyrannical government that we need to push back against. And they, unfortunately for the left, unfortunately for us, we still have enough Americans right now who have guns that they can't really come 
and try to overtake us. But that that would be the if they could try to manipulate the minds of Americans into handing them over. One of the things I hate so much, I don't know if this happens, uh, Sheriff Songer, and then I promise you I'll let you go. Down here in San Diego County, using taxpayer money to try to buy guns from citizens, that galls me. Hey, if you're a citizen and you want to give your gun over that you paid for, give it over. Why are you expecting to get 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 a prize for it paid for by the taxpayers? It just makes me crazy. Are they doing that up where you're at? Well, uh, not in Washington so far that I'm aware of, but they did in Portland. And, and here's the case. <laughs> this is how stupid these people are. They they said, uh, you can bring your guns in and turn them in, and there's no questions asked. So every little gangbanger out there that's trying to kill somebody turns it in, and the police destroys the evidence. <laughs> so, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, that's how stupid it is. And then I guess they give them a, a coupon to make, uh, McDonald's or something like that for their gun. But, jeez. Uh, I mean, these guys, so I don't know where they, uh, yeah, they're just idiots. It's just uh, so it's stupid. stupid. It's crazy. Sheriff Songer, I've kept you way longer than I think we promised for this interview tonight, but we just appreciate you and you make us laugh and you make us feel good about some elected officials in this country, particularly in the sheriff's department. God I'll just say it while he's on air, yes. Andrea. Definitely, Sheriff, we do honorary nominees for Hero and Stink of the Week at the end of the week, and you're definitely up there for a hero. We yeah. appreciate what you do. Got to be a top well, Hero of the Week nominee, Sheriff. Well, thank you folks so much. I feel very humbled when you get those kind of uh, words spoken. But, you know, uh, the guy that's really working hard is Sheriff Richard Mack, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, trying to get sheriffs across the country to uh, realize their duty as an elected sheriff, as a constitutional sheriff. And Seattle Times beat me up. They said that uh, because I was a member of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, that I was anti-government. <laughs> no, I'm not anti-government. I'm for government that works for the people. Exactly. Not, yeah. You're anti-tyranny, but, anyway. and, but they want to flip it, and that's what Democrats and these far lefties do. And Sheriff Songer, uh, thank you for that. We will reach out to uh, Sheriff Richard Mack, um, but you are still our numero uno, Sheriff, and we thank you. Appreciate you. Happy, happy St. Patty's Day. You as well. God thank bless. You. God bless. All right, you guys, stay tuned. Guess how crazy it's getting in California. I don't know. You may like Mussolini's idea to solve the homeless problem, but I don't think you will. Stay tuned. We'll share that with you when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Hey, you guys got to hear this one. It's on the Gateway Pundit. He has the proof. D.C. Gulag political prisoner and decorated Army Special Forces soldier Jeffrey... McKellips reveals extent of government agents at J6 Capitol protest. It's a mind blower. Thank you. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Thank you, caller. Going to Gateway Pundit right now. And here's the article. He has the proof. D.C. Gulag political prisoner and decorated Army Special Forces soldier Jeffrey McKellip reveals extent of government agents. All right. I'm going to be reading this. Um, It looks extensive, so I may have to save that for Monday. So thank you, caller, for making me aware of that. I will for show. 
be watching, uh, be reading this over the weekend. And um, I'm going to send this to myself right now, make sure I've got a copy of it. Should anybody on the left decide to take down Gateway Pundit this weekend, right? Because they are always looking for ways that they can keep us from getting information. All right. Is it Jack on the line who wants to weigh in on Sheriff Songer? Hey, Jack. Well, I wanted to talk about um, emergency orders. Okay. So if you look at the 14th Amendment... And understand that the Constitution is a contract between the federal government and the people. Mm-hmm. So, Section 1 of the 14th Amendment, it says, no state shall, now that's an important word, it's not may, it's shall, which is an order. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. Now, this is the only part of the Constitution that protects your privileges. So your rights are protected, your privileges are protected, and what's important to know is that there's nowhere in the Constitution an emergency exception. All these emergencies, whether it's from the Board of Supervisors, the Mayor, the Governor, or the President himself, are unconstitutional. There is no emergency exception in the Constitution. I once offered a million dollars reward for anybody to show me where there's an emergency exception to our rights and privileges in the Constitution. It doesn't exist. I'm so glad you called in because this is such a key point that Americans need to understand. And I'm sure you were calling in because Sheriff Songer mentioned them trying to use a gun violence as an emergency. And that, you know, it, they, they want to be able to use any excuse they can to take our rights away from us. And if they can get you as Americans to buy off that there's some emergency uh, that gives them the power. Um, number one, they want Americans to believe that there is emergencies that give them the power to take over and seize control over your life. And they also want you to believe that that's a good thing, that the government's going to be able to protect you, like stop you from catching a virus, which is insane. And, right. and so, and they've been playing a game on us and Trump should not have gone along with the 14 days to flatten the curve and none of us should go along with it. And you're right. The American people don't know what our rights are. And we should have, when they tried to pull that mask mandate crap on of us, we should have made sure that we all gather together like 300 at a time and walk through and stood there in a wall, uh, in a Walmart in Ralph's everywhere that was still open at that point and stand there and say, I'm not going to wear a mask. What are you going to do? You can't come arrest us all. And it would have ended it. Right. Yeah, uh, but but it's, but it goes back to what I have said, which is somebody please show me mm-hmm. an emergency exception to our rights and privileges in the Constitution. It does not exist. No, it doesn't. And the American people don't understand their rights. And we've got too many in uh, at at, uh, at all levels of our government that know that, but just, you know, um, abuse our rights all day long. And the American people are ignorant. They're scared. Um, they're too willing to submit. They allow their brains to be, um, and, and I even had conservatives arguing with me that these lockdowns were a good thing initially. And, so, and yeah, let me, let me leave you with this because okay. it's something that if I have the opportunity, I'll try to talk to you about it next week. And it's about what's going on with the, um, the banks. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. call in next week on that because we've got some other topics we have to get into tonight. Yeah, just beware about what's going on with the banks. But one of the best banks in the nation is First Republic. It's a conservative bank, and they're trying to take it down. And I will try to explain more about that next week. Well, thank you. you got my, you've got my attention. You've piqued my interest, Jack. So be sure you call in next week and share about that. You're going to love it. All righty. Thank you. Okay. All right. Appreciate you calling in. You know what y'all are not going to love? Y'all are not going to love. I'm guaranteeing this. I mean, no matter how many of you watch Tiny House Nation and love the idea of these small houses, I watch a lot of, because uh, I, I obsess over real estate. I love watching anything about, has to do with real estate, everything from little tiny homes and the design from that and how people live all the way up to the McMansions. I love it. I love design. It's not an area I have any skill. Um, and I, you know what, and I could actually live in a little 600 square foot house. There was a time I didn't think I could, but it's, it's a lot less house you got to upkeep, right? Um, so, uh, in spite of the fact that I love tiny homes to a degree, um, I, I, I think it's absolutely outrageous and insane. Skins, did you hear that Newsom, Newsom has come out and said, that his plan to end homelessness in California is to take taxpayer money and build little tiny homes all over the state where they can put homeless people inside of these little tiny homes. No, I haven't heard about it. That doesn't surprise me. Well, it's coming to San Diego as part of his plan. He's planning to spend $30 million to start to build these little tiny homes to put homeless people in. Here's how many homes we're supposedly going to get in San Diego. Let me see. Um, The 200 will go to San Jose, 500 to Los Angeles, 350 to San Diego, uh, 350 to Sacramento, and 150 to San Diego County. $30 million to to build these tiny homes. Skins, did we not... uh, Let's talk about a couple things here. First of all, the excuse of the emergency authorization allowed Mussolini to shut down, at least in his mind, shut down entire industries up and down the state, right? Yep. One of the things he did was shut down hospitality. Uh, restaurants and hotels. And what did he do with these hotels? That he was, housed homeless people. He housed homeless people. He took the entire hobo jungle of Santa, uh, uh, up by um, Santa Ana area and put them in hotels. And what happened? Um, and it was all by design. Uh, the, they exploited the virus so that they could seize control over private enterprise and use it for their political agenda. And what was the result of housing the homeless people in the hobo jungles and putting, taking the hobo jungles from tents and putting them into hotels? The same hobos and the hobo jungle destroyed the hotels and the hotel rooms, including lighting curtains on fire and all kinds of crap. Why? Because these are people that are homeless by choice. So my question Uh, is, is it going to be any different? Right. You're just changing the location, putting them in a home. Because the large part of the homeless population are drug addicts, made worse with the fentanyl issue that we've got, made worse with the fact that under the guise of, well, we've got, you know, if they're going to do it, we might as well give them clean needles, right? As well as the fact that we've got mentally ill there. So moving them geographically doesn't solve the problem. We had the same thing happen here in San Diego where a convention center was shut down. You couldn't go to Comic-Con, but they could put the homeless in there. The homeless could use the convention center. It's just 
the Convis convention and visitors and businesses couldn't use the convention. You know, and- there's certain things with, with homelessness that you and I have disagreed about, but one thing that we always uh, are on the same page with is you have to have a program on the other side that gets people to become a normal functioning part of society. You've got to solve the problem of, of the why these people are on the streets because changing their location doesn't solve anything. Faulkner, a Republican, spent $40 million to house the homeless during COVID in the convention center when none of them had COVID in the first place, right? We had no problem. And why? Because as we talked about this week, vitamin D, fresh air, sunshine, being outside, you know, was a cure. And instead, you know, we locked healthy people in their homes. And then after the money ran out, he put it back out on the street. Right? It doesn't solve the problem, and this won't solve the problem. They don't want to deal with what the problem is because they, they're they masters at manufacturing problems and then pretending that the government is the solution when they're not. And this will be to the tune of $30 million. And by the way, taking money, we already have enough people in San Diego County who actually contribute to society, who actually work and pay taxes, who can't afford to live in San Diego County can't afford to rent apartments in San Diego, and you want to take our taxpayer dollars and build homes for crackheads? No. No. Going to take a break. We come back. Got another crazy idea here in California involving reparations. We're going to talk about that. It's another winner brought to you by Mussolini and the left. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. And white with snow, tis I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy, I love you so. Danny boy, oh Danny boy, I love you so. I got chills. Not a fan of the song, but I am warming up to it just because Mike Gallagher is singing. I'm a fan of Mike Gallagher, that's for sure. I love Mike Gallagher. All right. Before I get into Mike California crazy, you just told me something even worse than what I bought. Well, not worse. This is nuts. (sighs) Okay. So, as you and I have talked about, you know, they want to forcefully put the vaccination in people, the jab, Uh the poke. Uh And then there's this news. Uh, California, Andrea, people can read this on One America News, could ban Skittles. Sour Patch Kids and Campbell's Soup, because apparently there are additives inside that are linked to both cancer and organ damage. Okay, um, what are the chemicals that that are in, that are supposedly in there? Because if they're in Campbell's, the soup, five specific additives are. Oh, here we go. Uh, propyl paraben. Uh, that's in almost everything. That's package. in almost everything. It's almost everything. A certain kind of vegetable oil. Potassium bromate, red dye number three, which is in a lot of stuff. 
And titanium dioxide. Yeah, that doesn't sound this good. This is just more Big Brother crap. I, if I don't have the right to decide whether or not I'm going to get uh, you know poison injected in my body or the right to decide I want to take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, don't be telling me whether or not I should eat Skittles. No, it's my American right. If I want to eat Skittles, I should be able to eat Skittles. If I don't want the, the, the therapeutic, I shouldn't have to take the therapeutic. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and if... It, it, it's just insane. Now I want some Campbell's soup really bad. You know, I'm not I, I'm not a big soup eater, number one. No, really? No, I don't. You know, no, I like thick stuff. Um, I don't like, I, soup is brothy. I like gumbo. I like red beans and rice. Oh, I love me gumbo. You know, I, I like turtle soup. I do. Never had that. And I mean real turtle soup, by the way. A little drizzle of sherry on the top. <gasps> mm. um, I is do it about love that, that time you're getting hungry? Yeah. Um, but just like, you know, and I, and I ate, you know, Campbell's soup when I was a kid, but it was like, I, I would mainly eat the noodles out of it and leave the broth. Cause it's just like, it's just boring to me. You know, it's boring to me. Uh, red beans and rice. That's, that's my thing since I was a kid. Okay. So, um, I was on real America's voice today. And before I went on there, they sent me articles they wanted to talk about. And one of them had to do with San Francisco's plan for reparations. And Dr. Gina, who um, lived here in San Diego, in fact, that's how we met. We, we became friends. She was like, you know, hey, if San Francisco wants to do this, you know, I say let them do it. And, you know, I hate to disagree with my girl, Dr. Gina, who's absolutely brilliant. Um, but but let me tell you guys what's going on with San Francisco and these reparations, in my opinion, because the number and the dollars are so high that there's no way in the budget they can pay for it. And I don't think that's the end game. I think the end game is to, first of all, I do think they like these numbers, but it's also about getting attention because this is the test case for the rest of the country. So goes California, right? I think the play is... Get everybody talking about it. Start start getting it into the minds of the American people. Start getting you thinking about it and talking about it. And then it, then it becomes normalized. So when they decide to roll this out to the rest of the country, you've heard about it and you've had time to to uh, to, to let it sink in. And the left is, is constantly, in, in, you know, working on you, working on you, working on the psyche of the American people to get this pushed through. That's the end game here. What they're talking about from a numbers standpoint. And they're, and, and the Democrats are saying that anybody who pushes back against this is, you know, bigoted or is just over, overheated was a word that was used. So it's about, you know, ultimately it's, um, it's, it's softening the mark is what they're doing. Con people, con men soften the mark. Right. And that's what's happening nationally with San Francisco rolling this out or attempting to roll it out. They're softening the mark in the rest of the country. And in San Francisco, here's the numbers they're talking about. Five million dollars to go to any black person who, quote, qualifies in San Francisco, which would pretty much be everybody black, every black person. In addition to five million dollars, it would be an annual universal income of ninety seven thousand dollars. They would then be able to buy a home in San Francisco for a dollar. Why Why do you think San Francisco is doing this when they have no history of slavery? Because this isn't about slavery. This is about continuing the next phase of income redistribution and the cultural Marxist movement to transform this nation through the guise of that America is evil and racist systemically. And this is it, it. And I've been saying for a while, while Republicans are so stupid to just to only be talked and the Republicans up in San Francisco, their only argument right now is that we can't afford it. 
That's the dumbest response I've heard. This isn't about the numbers working. We're only having these conversations about reparations because the Republicans don't want to engage on the actual issue. And the issue is not whether or not the math works. You think Democrats care about whether or not the math works? They don't care that we're $34 trillion in debt as a nation. It ain't about the math. It's about transforming us. From and it's wrong. A, it's, it's wrong morally. It's wrong constitutionally. It doesn't match our system of governance. It is about transforming us from a republic of states to a centralized system of government. It is about the economy. It is about transforming us to communism. And dangling carrots out there to the black voter that the system of communism is going to be good for them. Anybody who ever saw the projects in New Orleans knows that it doesn't work out well for them. Shame on the Republicans for continuing to allow this kind of crap to to fester and foster in our society. Every Republican should be screaming about it, and it will not end in just San Francisco. It won't stay there. Did illegal immigration stay at the border? No, it's spread all throughout this country. This is a cancer that's eating, the cancer of wokeness, the cancer of, of cultural Marxism is the cancer that's destroying this nation. And we need to all speak up about it. Going to take a break. We come back. Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week on the other side of the break. Do you have one? 888-344-1170. AK, Dynamite in the Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Final uh, segment here on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Short one here, but we got to go to our friend Francisca who called in tonight. She's always got such amazing wisdom to share with us. Hey, Francisca. Oh, thank you very much for letting me have my opinion. Of course. Uh, what they do with my taxes. <laughs> uh, this money is coming from like uh, bubbles of money. So my question is, it, now they're talking about if my Social Security is paid first or China, uh, they pay China. So uh, my answer to them is like uh, under your time, is your is, you pay for it. Homeless, illegal immigration, you let them come in. Drugs, you let them come in. Every person that is in, in power has to pay for it from their pocket. And that will end the problem. You're at, you know what? It would end it, wouldn't it? If they had to pay for it, if they had to, exactly. to pay for their policies that are destroying this country, that border would be secure. There wouldn't be a homeless person on the streets. Yes. And, you know, we wouldn't be paying for, you know, all we wouldn't be importing the drugs that we are. None of this nonsense would be happening, but they don't ever have to live under the weight of their own policies. And, and so they're happy. But what they don't really understand that you probably do and other it, people who immigrate into this country from other countries with bad systems is that eventually it destroys everybody except for a very few at the top, just a few who are typically surrounded by military to protect them with an unarmed citizenry. So there's nobody who should be a applauding what's going on in this country because ultimately it will hurt all of us and if not us individually our children and grandchildren francisca thank you for calling in we appreciate you you. thank you um she's absolutely right she always is right the dem you know it's uh margaret thatcher said the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money 
And it might take until we get into some new world order, great reset nonsense to where, you know, the left in this country starts to, to suffer under the weight. I don't know. But it, they will eventually. All right. Here of the week and stink of the week. Um, got a couple minutes left. Who's your hero and your stink? Can't hear you. I was pondering it. You got to let me press that button. You're, 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 you're eager. But I, I know why. Because for on a hero level, Andrea, for me, people like, but specifically for me, Bob Songer standing up on so many levels for freedom in this country. We need more of that. A lot of stink this week. Who you got is, is uh, stink. Anybody voting for or not standing up against the reparations starting in California and going across the nation? Republicans, where are you? Yeah, good question. Um, I just had a revelation tonight that I, I've got to give it to Trump as hero of the week. And let me tell you why. This man, they, they literally have taken a misdemeanor now. And made it a higher charge just for the purpose. I mean, they're literally finagling and jerry-rigging our criminal codes in order to take him down. And they wouldn't be doing this if this man... had. they can't get him on anything. Well, but they wouldn't be doing it if he hadn't... If he had walked away. And he's refused to walk away. That's how much he's willing to risk to try to do what he can to save this country. What's that tell people? I mean, that, that shows you his dedication right. to this country. Most Americans, this is founding father level sacrifice. They would have sacrifice. quit years ago. This is founding father level sacrifice. And the stink of the week for me is our entire U.S. government that is so completely corrupted. We don't have enough sheriff songers willing to speak up who actually understand our Constitution and care about trying to protect it. Too many of them at every level of our government only care about lining their pockets. And it's like Francisca said, if they had to pay for this crap that they support, that they either directly support or indirectly support by not doing anything to stop it, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be right. They wouldn't be at all. So the stink for me is anybody in the U.S. government at any level who either directly or indirectly is allowing our country to decay and die off. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Well, I know where we're going to be in about 40 seconds. We're going to be heading out. Because tonight's show is almost over, but we, we, we will be back here Monday, 6 to 8 p.m., doing our part here. Stay safe this weekend. If you're out tonight on St. Patty's Day, please stay safe. Don't drink and drive because we want, we love you and we care about you. And we'll see you Monday at 6 p.m. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.